Welcome to the Prison Pod. My name is Valerie Cartonio, and I am the producer and host of this show. First thing, I'd love it if you'd grab a piece of paper and something to write with. I never know how much of a description the show gets put onto the tablets. As I mention each show, this show is for you, so that means I want to hear from you. What are your thoughts about the programs I'm doing? Do you have any questions? Do you have a subject you'd like to hear about on this program? Write to me at the Prison Pod, Post Office Box 294, Orono, Maine, 04473. I'll give you that address again towards the end of the show. So a lot of you are writing letters, and now that I mentioned writing me letters, I will let you know that today's episode was inspired by first a letter and then emails from Death Row. Some of you are already aware that my work was mostly in the state of Maine, where they do not practice practice capital punishment. I believe this is how I was able to do prison work for so many years. You see, you cannot have a relationship with other humans without somehow becoming at least a little bit emotionally involved. This becomes stronger as years go by. You see the people you correspond with or visit with through different eyes over time and recognize that yes, even some of those who have committed the worst of crimes do not identify who that person is. I came to care about many I worked with over the years. Although we do not have a death penalty here in Maine, I've seen many lives lost after they've come home. Very few die from natural causes, and they die before their time. Drugs, alcohol, risk, danger, violence, sadness, loss of hope. The tagline for this show is to save lives, restore hope, reduce suffering and recidivism. Perhaps the most important is restore hope. Today's show goes out to those living, yes, I said living, on death row. Remember that you are alive and your life matters. You are here for a reason, even if you do not recognize it yourself. There are many of us out here that do not believe in the sentence of death. Myself, I do not understand how we can teach our children that is wrong to kill, but the state sanctions executions that are allowed to continue in a society that is looked upon as advanced. Just how advanced are we? I'd like to look at some facts, first from Amnesty International and then from the American Civil Liberties Union. 
and I am going to read some of this from their website. This is Myth and Facts. The death penalty deters violent crime and makes society safer. Evidence from around the world has shown that the death penalty has no unique deterrent effect on crime. Myth. Individuals are likely to commit violent crimes, including murder, if they know they will face punishment. Excuse me, I read that wrong. Let's do that again. Individuals are less likely to commit violent crimes, including murder, if they will face punishment by execution. This argument supposes that criminals study and anticipate the consequences of getting caught and decide that a long term of imprisonment is acceptable, whereas execution is not. Many crimes are committed on spur of the moment, leaving little opportunity for potential punishments to influence whether the crime is committed in the first place, as criminals do not believe they will get caught and held accountable. I have to apologize today. I seem to be having a hard time to talk. But we'll get through this because I want to be here and I want to do this. And I have to apologize for being away for a few weeks. Okay, back to the mess. The threat of execution is an effective strategy in preventing terrorism. Those willing to commit large-scale acts of violence aimed at inflicting terror upon a society do so knowing that they could come to serious physical harm and therefore show little or no regard to their own safety. Amnesty International recognizes the right of nations to create laws. However, such laws must be formulated within the boundaries of respect for human rights. Myth. Executions provide the most cost-effective solution to violent crime. A society cannot condone violence and sacrifice human rights as a cost-cutting measure. Okay, so now we're going to switch over to um, some writings from the American Civil Liberties Union. Do murderers deserve to die? It is the ACLU's position that no one deserves to die at the hands of the state. What else can be done rather than this? Incapacitation. Convicted murderers can be sentenced to life imprisonment as they are in many countries and states that have abolished the death penalty. They can sentence individuals to life without the possibility of parole. 
Several recent studies of public attitudes about crime and punishment found that a majority of Americans support alternatives to capital punishment. Isn't the death penalty necessary as retribution for victims' families? No. Reconciliation means accepting that you can't undo the murder, but you can decide how you want to live afterwards. Scores of families of murder victims have publicly stated their opposition to the death penalty for the murderer of their loved one. At least eight people have been executed, even though they were probably innocent. Executions of innocent persons occur. My first interest in the subject of capital punishment came after viewing a film at the University of Southern Maine by the Innocence Project. I think it was called After Innocence. Oh, did I mention I can get obsessed with researching? So this film, it led me to looking up the work of Sister Helen Prejean, sometimes called the Death Row Nun. She has done more work around the death penalty, but more than that, she has been there for many who has lost their lives at the hands of the state. I started following her work online, which it was not like it is today. This goes all the way back to the days of MySpace, before Facebook. Anyways, she had a website, and on that there were countdowns for the next executions. There were addresses and emails and phone numbers to call and share your voice about stopping this practice. But the desk continued, sanctioned by our government and by so many people. I had no idea how many people were for capital punishment until some of my college work was around the subject. One of my biggest college career products was around the death penalty. It was received well by some. Others were cruel, with nasty comments and ridiculous questions. I had all I could do to contain my composure. Ignorance? I don't know what else to call it. Lack of empathy, compassion, or common sense? I just don't know. Back to Sister Helen before I forget. Sister Helen, she is the one who wrote the book that was later made into the movie called Dead Man Walking. She also wrote The Death of Innocence and River of Fire. I recommend all of these books for reading. When it came to my master's program, I knew it would be focused on peace studies. My work was still around prisons and all that is involved around that. Arrests, 
court, lawyers, mental health appointments, doctors, emergency rooms, jails, prisons, reentry, families, deaths. Because of the many deaths I have seen with so many of those I work with, I recognize the people who are incarcerated. They are people. They are people first. I am not making any excuses, but that being said, we do not know people's stories before they are in the papers, on the news, or in prison. Many of those who fill our prisons suffered trauma before they ever entered into the prison system. Many who fill our institutions suffer from mental illness. I do not believe in killing people. This is my belief. You are entitled to yours, but please take the time to educate yourself on the topic. You may also realize that it is wrong for us to sanction killing people and calling it lawful. It is not. Killing is killing no matter how you look at it. As of 2019, 29 states have the death penalty. So I mentioned the state of Maine. The state of Maine abolished the death penalty back in 1876, but then reinstated it back in 1883. It was then abolished once again in 1887. So it's been about 150 years. Now, I'm going to also mention North Carolina. The state of North Carolina reinstated the death penalty after the Furman case, which was in 1977. Capital punishment is a legal penalty in the state of North Carolina. Despite remaining a legal penalty, there have been no executions in North Carolina since 2006. As of January 2020, the Innocence Project has documented over 375 DNA exonerations in the United States. 21 of these exonerees had previously been sentenced to death. The vast majority, 97%, of these people were wrongly convicted of committing sexual assault and or murder. I am writing to two men on death row. I had to give this a lot of thought. Um, I understand that that part that people are human beings and these are just not numbers behind walls. Um, I should say I'm text messaging with them because it's through their tablets. 
I don't know what this is. I should say I don't know where this will lead me with some of my stories and on the podcast. Uh, right now, I may be doing some specials that will not be going into the facilities, but available on my website. And there are reasons for that I'm not going to get into right now. So I would like to let people know that there is a website um, with a podcast called Death Row Gambit. There is also a blog under that same name. And you can find both of those with a Google search. Now I'm talking to the people on the outside here and I apologize because I know this podcast is for those of you doing time, but there's a lot of your friends and family that are out here listening to. So I have to throw that in there. So I'd like to thank you once again for letting me join you on the Prison Pod. Feel free to write me at Prison Pod, post of Post Office Box 294, Orono, Maine, 04473. Until next time, never stop believing in hope because miracles happen every day.